Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Do Re Mina, an adaptation of an old English folktale written for you by Daniel Hines. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free and a week early, subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. We have Stories Podcast merch available at storiespodcast.com slash shop, including a new Mick Munter design featuring Mick, Bigfoot, and Nessie. Check it out! We're also on Cameo for all of your personalized video message needs, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, there's so many worlds you can explore. Like Hyrule, where I can fight enemies and save the kingdom with Link. That sounds adventurous. Or my very own island in Animal Crossing New Horizons, where I can fish whenever I want. Whoa, look at the size of that thing. You can find even more worlds to explore on the Nintendo Switch system. Games rated E to E10+. Games and systems sold separately. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Do Re Mina Once upon a time, in a cozy little village, there lived a baker named Ray. His bakery was called From Yeast to Best, and it was the only one for miles around. Being the only baker, he could have charged a fair price for good bread and made plenty of money. This would have made sense, except that Ray was as greedy as they come. He liked to charge a high price for bad bread and make more money than he knew what to do with. There are lots of tricks bakers have to stretch out their ingredients when times are tight. Sometimes they'll put rice husks into the dough, making more bread for the money but giving it a sour and grainy taste. Other times, hard times, They'll mix sawdust into the flour to make the bread look big even when there wasn't much nutrition in it. Ray did both of these, not because he had to, but because it would make him more money. One time when Ray was fixing up a wall in the kitchen, he even used all the leftover plaster in the bread. That tasted terrible, but he was the only baker in town, so what could the people do? One morning, in the silky orange light that comes with the dawn, Ray was preparing his dough for the day. His big brick oven was already fired up, and the shop was filled with warmth and the sweet smell of bread-to-be. He was humming to himself, working a huge ball of dough with his floured hands, when the shop door opened, the bell giving a little tinkle. Good morning, said Ray without looking up. You're early, but I'll have a few loaves out soon. Unless you need something special? I do custom orders, but uh, they aren't cheap. Oh, good morning, said a gentle voice. I was wondering if perhaps you could spare a little bread? I've been traveling for long weeks now, and I've had nothing to eat for days. Great, thought Ray, another beggar. He huffed and looked up to see a woman with strange, silvery hair. He couldn't tell if she was young or old, but sure enough, she was worn and dusty from the road. This is a bakery, not a charity, Ray said, slapping down his dough ball. Do you have any money to pay? 
I'll warn you, flour isn't cheap in these parts. Oh, I was robbed on the road, the woman said sadly. Her eyes flashed even more silver than her hair, and the strange look of her put Ray on edge. Well, I guess that's your problem, not mine, said Ray with a shrug. Maybe beg at the butcher, or just keep walking and find another town. But you'll get no charity here. He dismissed her with a shrug and turned back to his dough ball. The woman didn't leave, though. She sunk down against the wall to sit on the floor. Is everyone in this village such a miser? She asked. A miser is a greedy person who takes and keeps everything they can get. It made Ray mad to be called such a thing even though it was most definitely true. Me? A miser? He scoffed. I have a business to run. If I gave free bread to everyone who came in here with a sob story, I'd be broke. Please, said the woman, her silver eyes catching his own like magnets. Just a tiny piece of dough, enough to keep me going to reach the next town. Oh, bah, said Ray. Please the woman said again, eyes like liquid. My name is Mina. I'm not a beggar, just a traveler in need. Ray started to refuse again, but something about her eyes threw him off. She was strange, and she wasn't leaving. Maybe better to just give her a little and send her on her way. Fine, he said, pulling a small knob of dough off the ball he was working. Take this and go. Mina smiled. Thank you, but I have no fireplace of my own. Since your oven is already going, could you perhaps put my little piece in to bake? After that, I promise I'll leave. Give a penny, they want a pound, Ray grumbled. But he opened up the oven and put the little knob of dough inside. He went back to kneading the rest, subtly adding in a pinch of sawdust now and then. After all, flour cost money and sawdust was free. The woman sat quietly, and soon enough, her little bit of bread was done. Ray had been baking all his life, and he could tell just by the smell in the air. Just about done, he said to Mina. Let me get this out and cooled and get you out of, oh, hello. Inside the oven, the little bit of dough had turned into a beautiful French-style baguette. It was golden crisp on the outside, and he could tell it was warm and soft within. How that little bit of bread turned into such a loaf, he couldn't say, but he wasn't about to waste it on some random beggar. I'm afraid I burned it, Mina, he said, tucking the baguette under the counter. Let me put another in the oven for you. This time, not wanting to repeat his mistake, he broke off a little piece of dough the size of his pinky finger, nearly half of it sawdust. He put that in the oven for Mina and thought to himself about the baguette. Who would pay the most? Who could really spend? Who, who, who? After a minute, he remembered that a local noble was having dinner with the mayor that evening. He would pay a premium for such a beautiful loaf. Smiling, Ray went back to his work. What's so funny? Mina asked. Nothing at all, Ray snapped. Now sit and be quiet before I throw you out of my shop. Mina raised her eyebrows, but didn't say another word until Ray once more sniffed the air and went to open the oven. 
Did this one come out okay? Ray stared into the oven, mouth hanging slack. He had put in a tiny bit of dough and sawdust, and sitting in his oven was the most beautiful loaf of banana bread he had ever seen. It was studded with yellow fruit and candied nuts, and at once the entire bakery smelled like a morning at his Nana's house. That smells amazing, Mina said. Ray looked at her and back at the miraculous bread and shook his head. This was too fine a treat to give to some beggar. Sure, he could give her a slice, but he'd get more money if he sold the loaf whole. Who would be the perfect customer for this? Who would make him the most money? Who, who, who? Aha! Denny down the street had a new girlfriend, and he was having her parents over for the first time. He'd pay a premium to impress them with a loaf like this. He hid his smile behind his hand and turned to Mina. I'm sorry. I knocked it into the fire when I tried to scoop it. I'll have to make another one for you. Oh, that's okay. I can wait. Of course you can, Ray grumbled. It's free after all. At this point, a more superstitious person might have wondered about the connection between the oven's magic power and the strange woman with the silver eyes. Unfortunately, Ray was blinded by greed and just assumed the magic was all his own making. This time, he took a piece of dough no bigger than your knuckle, and even that was half sawdust. He tossed it carelessly into the oven. Surely this little piece was too small to become something fantastic, and then he'd be able to get Mina out of his shop so he could try and replicate the banana bread in the baguette. He closed the oven and went back to his prep work. It wasn't five minutes later that the most enchanting odor came wafting through the air. Oh, this time it smells even better, Mina said. Just a moment, Ray said. He opened the oven, expecting to see a little nub of bread, and instead was greeted by a giant cake. It was three layers tall, scented with vanilla and brown sugar, and it was so big it nearly burst out of the oven. Ray's eyes were wide, and he immediately started the same old thoughts. Who would pay for such a lovely cake? Who could he milk for every last penny? Who, who, who? He snapped his fingers. The Jimenez family down the road. They had plenty of money and their daughter's quinceañera was coming up. They'd pay through the nose for a cake like this. Laughing to himself, Ray pulled the cake out of the oven. It was far too big for him to hide it like he had the baguette and the banana bread, so Mina saw it at once. What a cake, she said. That is beyond generous. Thank you so much. Generous? Ray nearly spat. This isn't for you, you silly beggar. This will be for someone who can afford to pay properly. But you said... Forget what I said. You'll have nothing from me. Just come back when you have some money or don't come back at all. Please, Mina said, tears pooling in her silver eyes. Just a slice. No, said Ray simply. What about a piece of the banana bread? Or even the heel end of the baguette? Ray grimaced, so she had seen those after all. Not a slice, not a piece, not a heel, he snarled. Everything I have is for paying customers. Now get out. No, 
said Mina simply. What? Ray asked, confused. I said no, Mina said. She stood up and seemed taller than before. Somehow, the dirt and grime seemed to slide off her clothes like water down a window. Beneath, she was dressed in a gown of silver that matched her eyes, her big doe eyes that were now shining with power, shining with magic. What? Who are you? A fairy, Mina said, and a silver glow appeared about her hands. And a better person than you. But beggars, money, I, I... I heard there was a baker of famous greed here in the village, and I see the stories are true. Of course it was me who enchanted your oven to make such miracles. Three chances you had to share the wealth I gave to you, and three times you denied me so much as a bite. Ray stammered excuses. But Nina pressed on, unstoppable as the raging wind that now howled outside. Your greed is boundless. Even the tiniest bite I had to beg for, and even that you cut with sawdust. No matter what treasures I conjured in your oven, your only thought was who will pay, who will buy, who, who, who. She lifted her hands. The wind howled. The sky went dark and her palms shone with power. You know what you sound like, she asked, lip curled. You sound like this. There was a flash and then Ray found himself shrinking and twisting. His skin itched as feathers sprouted and in a moment's time, he had turned into a round old owl. Who? he shouted in surprise. Who? 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 He flapped around his bakery, unsteady on his new wings. With hoots and cries, he went crashing into the pans with a clang and landed with a whoop on a sack of flour. Now then, asked Mina the fairy, have you learned your lesson? Who? the owl moaned weakly. And has this intense greed finally passed? Who, who? Good then. You'll get one more chance. There was another silver swell and forking flash, and then Ray was human again, coughing up feathers and spitting them onto the ground. Good morning, Mina said brightly. I was wondering if perhaps you could spare a little bread. I've been traveling for long weeks now, and I've had nothing to eat for days. A little shaky, Ray nodded his head. Uh, of course, he said. I have a fine baguette, a loaf of the sweetest banana bread ever made, and a three-tiered cake flavored with vanilla and brown sugar. Those all sound wonderful, Mina said, silver eyes laughing. What would you recommend? How about a slice of, uh, Ray gulped. How about one of each? That would be lovely. Ray cut her a generous piece of each and shared out the rest to everyone who came into his bakery. And from then on, Ray was as honest and generous as could be. From yeast to best became well known as a spot that would feed a friendly traveler. And the old baker even grew to like the company and the stories they'd share. And sure, he'd learned his lesson the hard way. 
but maybe the rest of us can be generous from the start and not have to repeat his miserly mistakes. The End Today's story, Do Re Mina, was an adaptation of an old English folktale written for you by Daniel Hines, edited and produced for you by Andrew Martin, and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and early access when you subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, commission a special video on Cameo, follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast, or simply tell your friends about us. We wanted to let all of you know that we've just launched our official YouTube channel at youtube.com slash stories podcast. If you've ever wanted to read along with us, these videos are just for you. They feature the text of the stories nice and big on the screen, with each word highlighted as I read it, so you can match up the way it looks with the way it sounds. YouTube also lets you change the play speed, so depending on your level, you can slow down the narration to follow along. They're great for new readers, storybook time, English language learners, and even just for listening. And in the future, we plan on adding more read-alongs, some live storytime readings, Q&As, and more. Check it out at youtube.com slash stories podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to tell you about the brand new season of the podcast, Music Land Stories. Music Land Stories is a weekly podcast for kids that takes you on an adventure through the universe of Music Land. The musical Easter eggs and epic stories are sure to be tons of fun for the whole family. Take a listen to what's in store. I'm the conductor. And now, on a brand new season of Music Land Stories, I'm going to take you all la, 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 the way down to the ocean floor of the deep blue sea. And I've recruited a new crew of sonic expeditioners that I can't wait for you to meet. Together, we're on an underwater odyssey to capture the song of the last leviathan a giant sea creature who splished and splashed beneath the sea for thousands and thousands of years. Listen to the newest season of Music Land Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.